0: Yes, it's just awesome to know that God is with us in every troubling place that we ever go through. Amen. So God bless you. Y'all may be seated. It's my honor to be here this morning and and speak. I don't know if this is, uh, no, it's not the first time that I remember. I don't know. One of the first times. But uh we want to thank uh Gabe, uh Pastor Gaber and Sister Leginska for leading this group. Amen. And uh, just uh, appreciate them for all the work that they do and thank you for all of you that have uh come alongside of them and supported this vision. It's not been an easy task, but we thank all of you for just coming and saying yes to this vision, to this English ministry, to this uh work that is being done I know that there's a lot of work to do and we just encourage each one of you to be part of it uh, when God is doing something we just have to get involved we can't uh, uh step aside but we got to say yes yes I want to be part of what God is doing and this is something new and uh we want to ask that y'all would continue to support this vision amen thank you Thank you. I'm going to be reading in the word of God in in 1 Samuel and if I uh, Spanish words come out I'm sorry. I'm not used to preaching all in English. I don't know why. But anyhow. I even brought my Spanish Bible. But I borrowed my husband's cuz his is in English. 1 Samuel Chapter 13, verse 14. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him, To be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Amen. God bless his word this morning. So today I want to speak about David and his extravagant lifestyle for God. I know that Pastor Gabriel has been preaching about the heart of God, and today we're going to speak about a man that had a heart after God's heart, had a passion. Now, the word extravagant means that it's something that is said or done that is not in common or not in a, not common that it's to an, ex, to an extreme, okay, extravagant, you know, sometimes we say, oh, that person dresses extravagantly, you know, uh, like it's too much, the word extravagant, sometimes we think that's too much, you know, uh. Maybe it's the clothes, maybe it's the jewelry, maybe it's the makeup, maybe it's the perfume, maybe it's the shoes. I don't know. We all have, sometimes we have extra, you know, extravagant, uh, taste. You know? We have an ex- our cars, you know? Uh, just different things. It's, it's above and beyond the common. You know, so that's what it means to be extravagant. Above and beyond the common. The normal. What everybody else is maybe doing. The, the ordinary. It's beyond that. Just beyond. Too much. I remember there was a sister in our church, and she was an elderly lady. And uh, when I went to go visit her, I mean... I would love to go visit her because she had a lot of uh, experiences and testimonies and all of that. But when she came to church, she had a ring in every finger of her hand. She loved jewelry. And it wasn't uh, costume jewelry. It was like the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know? And some of us are like that. We don't want just anything. You know? We want something that is extravagant. It's beyond the normal. If I'm going to buy something, I want to buy something that's going to stand out. Extravagant is that way. Extravagant stands out. Right? Stands out. So, we're going to see that David was one that stood out. Not because he wanted to. Not because he desired the attention. But because the Bible tells us that there were certain certain characteristics about him. That just made him stand out. And one of the things was that he had a heart. What does it say here? A man, he was a man after God's own heart. He was a man after God's own heart. Amen. And we're going to see today, what does it mean to have a heart after God's own heart? And one of the things is, this is a person who is seeking, Who is always seeking a deep relationship with God. A person that is after God's heart is a person that is seeking a deep relationship with God. It's a person that is not satisfied. It's not satisfied with a common relationship with God. Not an ordinary relationship with God. It's one that seeks out with passion to always have a deep relationship with God. And it's a person that wants to know God's purpose for his life. So we see how David was extravagant in seeking a deep relationship with God. Later on in his years, when he's fleeing from Saul, King Saul, because Saul is persecuting him because he's jealous of him, he says that in the desert, David is crying out and saying, It would be better one day in the house of God, would be better for me than a thousand days outside of the house of God. We see his passion to be in God's house. He says, one day, he's in the desert. He's fleeing. They're chasing him. They want to kill him. And what is his desire? What is his passion? To be in God's house. That's That was his passion. I want to be in God's house. even If I could just have one day in God's house, I would be like a thousand days outside of God's house. So we see his desire to please God. His desire to seek God. His desire to have a relationship with God. And let me tell you, sometimes many people act like they want to have a relationship with God. You know? But you don't see, their actions don't demonstrate to us that they are truly seeking a deep relationship with God. This is obvious. Let me tell you, when somebody is wanting to have a deep relationship with God, it's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious. It's noticeable. It's, you, you can, uh, tell just by the way that they talk, the way that they, they, they are in a hurry to get to God's house. They're, they're in a hurry, uh, uh, to, to serve. They're in a hurry to do anything for God. It doesn't matter what they're just saying, I, I want to do it. Somebody want to help. Yeah. I, I want to do it. Uh, somebody want to uh, take care of the kids. I, I want to do it. Uh, somebody want to pick up the offering. Yes, yes. me, Maybe me. it's like the little kids in school when the teacher wants to ask a question and they're like, Yes, yes. Teacher, 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 me, me, you know, Somebody wants to come to the to the vigilia, yes. They're like, hey, let's go to prayer, let's go to the vigilia, let's let's do. You know, that's a person that has a, 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 a extravagant for God, has a passion for God. We're like, yes, but nowadays is wh- who wants to, uh, not me. You you ignore the. You look around. Can somebody else say they want to do it? You know extravagant someone who's always seeking a deep relationship with God that wants to be the first one that comes to the altar wants to be the first one to 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 uh to cry out to God wants to be the first one to worship to 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 lead the worship to to sing the song to be involved in in worshiping that this is what we need as a, as a youth as a young person, David had a great faith. He, he was noticeable. We're gonna say that. He was noticed because when all the people of God were fearing because the enemy of God had come to battle with them. And and the Bible says that every day this giant would come out and curse God and and defy the army of God. and, And one day David just showed up. He was noticeable. What did I say? A person that extravagant is beyond the common. It's beyond the ordinary. It's, you're going to notice a person that, that is that, like this. And we see how David had a great faith in his young age. And when he saw this giant that was cursing the people of God, cursing God's name, and and he was extravagant in his courage, in, in, in his action, that he didn't hold back anything. And he said, you know, why is this giant cursing the people of God? Why is this giant cursing God's name? And there he was. You know, he stood up, and everybody noticed him. Was he trying to be noticed? No, he was just what? He was defending the name of God. He was showing his love for God. And let me tell you, when you show your love for God, people are going to notice that you love God. When you do things for God because you love him, not just because it's a, a duty or a responsibility or because I have to, no, no, because you love God. And because you love the name of God. Amen. You don't have to say amen. I'll say amen for you. <laughs> I need some water. Anyhow. So we see how he came up. The, the Bible says he had a great faith. He says, I'm not trusting on my, on my strength. He says, I'm not coming to you giant to defeat you on my own strength. I'm coming in the name of Jehovah, the Lord of hosts. And he picked up that sling and and just do did his thing. <laughs> and that stone hit the giant and killed him. And this is what we have to do. When we have a love for God, a love for his, the name of God, a love for the things of God, that is going to show in your actions and uh, your faith. And even as, as young people, as young adults that you are, I believe that God wants to raise a generation like David that's after God's heart. You know, many times, we're at, y'all are at the age where you have your jobs, you have, you know, you're looking forward to your future. There's things that you maybe have dreamed that you want to do. But my, the first thing, thank you. Nathan, the first thing that we want to be is want to always seek a deep relationship with God and love him and have a great faith. One of the things that David had, he had a desire to please God. He had a love, like I already said, for God's temple and to be in God's house. Today, many people say, oh, now we call it the, The gathering room, the auditorium, whatever, you know. We got to be the center, you know. But in those days, it wasn't no center. It was God's house, you know. It was God's temple. And we know today that our lives are his temple. But this is how David was. He was extravagant. This extravagant for worship. Now this is the, one of the things that David is most recognized for. His worship. Because he, he was a, when they brought the Ark of the Covenant and they were bringing it to the temple, and he was so excited because they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant after it had been in the enemy's hands, and they wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the glory of God, and they were bringing the Covenant, and and David was so excited because of what of the victory that was uh, being accomplished. And the Bible says that David danced. Then David took his outer tunic off and began to dance before the Lord because his worship before God was so great for the ark that was coming that they were bringing to the temple, that they were returning to the temple. And the Bible says, this like I said, this is what David is more... uh, Recognized for the psalms of worship, the songs that he sang, the psalms the that he uh, wrote to, to worship God, to exalt God, to praise God, to thank God for deliverance, for love for God. And all of these things, David was, he was so extravagant. Nobody, like I said, when you're extravagant, you don't have to tell people you're extravagant. You're going to be noticed. Right. You're going to be noticed, not because you want to. He didn't want to be noticed, but he was noticed. He was so noted that his wife was looking out the window when he saw him over there dancing and and jumping and, and doing all kinds of crazy things because they were bringing the ark to the temple. His wife was looking out the door. He said, what is this man doing He said, he is so undignified. That's what Brother T.D. Jakes always says. Y'all people don't let me be dignified. You know how Brother T.D. Jakes, he gets undignified when he's preaching. He said, like, he don't care, he, he don't care. And the other day I was watching a video of somebody, that a woman that was preaching at a conference, and man, she was wild. And I always think, I'm, I'm just, I think I need to, like, a little bit, you know, uh, what do you say? downgrade my style or something like that, you know, because I I can get wild too. But after I saw that woman, I said, oh, no. <laughs> after I saw that woman preaching, I'm like, oh, no. I'm there. And she's speaking at this conference. That's a big, huge conference, you know, and and she's getting all wild and, and you know, like that, you know. And I'm like, no, I'm okay then. I'm okay, you know. <laughs> I'm not too wild. I'm just a little bit, you know. <laughs> But that's how King David was. He, he he was so undignified, if we could say it like that. But that's because he was extravagant. He was out of the common. He was out of the ordinary. And, and let me tell you today that I want to challenge you. I want to challenge this group to be extravagant for God. To be extravagant in your love. To be extravagant after God's heart. To desire to please God. To have a passion. To have a relationship with God and have a hunger. David had a deep spiritual hunger and passion for God. He had a life of prayer. This is what we have. If we want to be after God's heart, we have to seek these things. We can't just be a complacent. We just can't be say just normal let's say that you know you can't be normal if you want to be extravagant for God like King David was and he was extravagant like I said in his worship and that's one of the things he was uh, known for but but there's more he had an extravagant love for God like I said he killed the giant because he was jealous of God's name that if somebody was cursing the name of God if somebody was cursing the people of God he had a seal for God He, he He wouldn't take it. He couldn't stand it. And this is a generation that has to rise up. A generation that will have a seal for God. That would not stand for anyone to curse the name of God. To speak against God. To do anything that would dishonor God. And even ourselves, we have to say, Lord, am I doing something that is dishonoring you? Uh, I want to please you. Because the Bible says that God... Uh, that David would rather please God than appear great before men. That, chapter 15 verse 30. You know, it says that Saul, Saul was one that Bob, the Bible says that God discarded Saul because he, he was, he, he wasn't, he didn't have the courage to, to, to be after a man after God, man's heart because Saul was a person that always was seeking the approval of man. See, if you want to be extravagant for God, you can't be seeking the approval of man. You, we can't be seeking to, to be like everybody else. We have to be able to have the courage to stand up and to stand out and to be. Those people that God is calling us to be. Don't be on the sidelines. Don't be just on the fence like they call it. If you're gonna be, serve God, let's serve Him all in. Let's give it all. I say myself, I say if I, if I, if my life has to be wasted, because some people say, "Oh, you're wasting your life away. You know, you're, 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 you're all your energy, all your time. You know, you're, you're dedicating for God. I mean, you're a young person. You know, why don't you do something else?" But it's okay. If I'm going to waste my life, like they say, let me waste it for God. In other words, let God use my life. Let's be extravagant. Let's go beyond the normal, the common, the ordinary. David was, a, a, like I said, you know, he was had an extravagant God. He wanted to please God. He was a humble person, even though he had great success. The Bible says that uh, uh, that in, in 1 Chronicles 17, 7, how God says, I took you from behind, taking care of the the sheep. I took you from there and I made you a prince over the people of Israel. And let me tell you something. When when you and I become extravagant for God, God is going to take you from wherever you are and he's going to lift you up and he's going to put you in a place. It's going to be a place of honor because we have been extravagant for God. That's what he told David. David You were over there taking care of the smelly sheep, and one day, let me tell you, he became the king of Israel. He wore a crown that was full of stones, precious stones. And in the history of the of the Jewish people and uh, and the nation of Israel, and even to us, the Gentile, he is known as one of the greatest kings that have ever been known. He is famous. And though he's dead, we don't, he's not even alive. And all these years, he still has a place of honor because he was an extravagant. He was extravagant after God's heart. He had a thirst for God. In Psalms, Psalms 43, it says, how I thirst for you, God. I thirst after the living God. He had a hunger, like I said, and a thirst for God, and the Bible says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, because they shall be satisfied. If we hunger and thirst for God, God is going to meet us where we are. We're not going to have all of these things in our hearts that sometimes, you know, we feel alone. We have we feel like we don't have no purpose. We feel like we ain't going nowhere. But when you are after God's heart, you're going to find your purpose. You're going to know that you're valuable, that you're contributing to something great. Listen to me. This service, English service. I know sometimes you may become discouraged, but you're contributing to something great. Amen. And maybe not everyone has caught the vision, but you, you want, you're ready, you're ready to do something great for God. Just by you being here and supporting this vision, Helps us to, to believe, to believe that God is preparing something greater. Yes. The Bible says that the, even though that, okay, I don't, I didn't bring a wash today, so somebody tell me. 12 what? Okay. So, We see, David, that he was extravagant. And let me tell you, he had a love for God, decided to please God, worship. He was a giver. He was extravagant in his giving. Come on. Bible says he had all his gold, silver, all this money that he had. And he says, okay, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give this money to the building of the temple. He says, this is from my own treasure. It's not from any, anybody else's treasure. I'm not giving from anybody else's money, is in other words. He was saying, I'm giving this from my own treasure, what I have. And the Bible says that he was the one, in First Chronicles, that, that he said who am i listen to his 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 uh attitude about giving who am i that i should give that i that you give me the privilege to give and that my people the people of god have the privilege to give who am i this was david like well i'm giving this money but who am i i mean who am i you are the one he said you are the one That gives me what I have. That I may give it to you. Wow. This is an attitude. In other words what I have is not even mine. It's yours. That's the attitude that we have to have when we give to God. This is not mine. It's his. And we're just giving back to him. What he has given to us. He was an extravagant giver. But I'm going to finish with this. And even though he was a man after God's heart, he failed. He made mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all fail God. We all sometimes hurt God. We hurt him. Sometimes with our behavior, sometimes with our thoughts, sometimes with our actions. Sometimes plainly, plainly, we sin. We go against God's word and what God says. And the Bible says that David sinned. The greatest thing about it is that God, that he understood God. David understood God. And when God said, how do you want me to punish you? Because you have sinned. You deserve punishment. You deserve death. But we see the mercy of God and says, but I'm not going to kill you. I'm not gonna kill you. You should die for your sin. And this is how God reacts. Sometimes we fail him. And he says, I'm not gonna kill you. And God said, How do you want me to punish you? And David said, I don't want man to punish me because man will destroy me with his punishment. I want you to punish me. This is God. Psalms 51. David came before God and he said, God, I know I've sinned, but don't take your spirit from me. Don't take your spirit from me. Because that was one of David's. Christ's possession was the anointing that He had upon His life, His anointing. And He said, "Don't take your spirit, don't take your anointing from me, please, God. Wash me from my sin. Wash me." He he humbled Himself. He repented he admitted to doing wrong. This is the attitude that we have to have. We have to humble ourselves and admit when we do wrong. Repent and humble ourselves before God. Be extravagant in your repentance. Don't let it just be words, but Show that repentance to God and say, God, I really messed up. I, I, I need to straighten my life out. I need to do better. I, I, I need to get my life in order. I need you. And that's what David was saying. I need you, God. Even though I have failed you, I need you. And he said, God, God, I want you to be the one to punish me. And God said, I will have mercy upon you. Because this is how God is. When we are an extravagant, because God knew God, God knew David's heart. God knew that he, he, he wanted to keep his relationship. In other words, David was saying, I don't want to lose my relationship with you because that's the most precious thing that we have, a relationship with God. Don't lose it. Guys, don't lose your relationship with God. Don't let other things interfere With your relationship with God. Let's be extravagant. Let's be a generation that is extravagant. Extravagant. After God's heart. But I'm going to tell you. I said God what do you want me to speak to your people tomorrow? Your relationship. My relationship with God. Your relationship. It's not about the church. It's our relationship with God. And that's what David said when he did wrong, when he he messed up. He said, I can't afford to lose my relationship with God. I can't afford it. And he said, God, do whatever it takes, but restore my salvation. Isn't that awesome, guys? Isn't that awesome? Restore. Restore my relationship restore my salvation we are the generation that has to be passionate about God, extravagant because if we're not then we're the ones that are following behind us they got to see it they got to see it we got to stand out not because we want to stand out because our love for God is going to stand out and people are going to notice they're going to say look at these people over there in the youth ministry in the in the English service in the English they're not giving up look at their passion i mean i love it when they come up here and they're singing these beautiful songs and just giving it all it's like this whole church was full And that's what we got to keep doing. Be extravagant for God. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you for each person that is here today. It's your calling us, Father. You're calling us. You're speaking to us. We thank you for them. For this generation. That is a generation. That you want to lift up. That you want. To put them on the. Spot where others can see them. And see their love. And see their passion. and See their worship. And see their. Love for the house of God. See the love forgiving. See. See what they're doing for you. Not because they want to be noticed, but because they love you. If there's anyone here that needs to say, God, I need for you to restore my relationship with you because maybe I've not been taking care of my relationship. Maybe I've not been doing what I have to do to... To keep my relationship with you. I don't want to lose this relationship. Call out to God right now and say, I don't want to lose my relationship with you, Jesus. Restore. May your spirit restore our relationships today. Restore our passion. Restore our love restore we cannot give up now Lord we gotta keep on we gotta be bold we gotta be strong restore us Lord Restore us so that we may be this extravagant generation for you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we need you. Like David said, don't take your spirit away from us. We're not going to be able to make it without your spirit. I ask, Father, that your Holy Spirit would come and empower each one of us. Father we pray we pray and believe that you hear our cry today hear our cry hear our cry thank you Father thank you Father thank you Father yes let us humble ourselves today As they worship and just say, Lord, here we are.